Wow, I mean, they're really excited about Cathy's new initiative. Um, so, um, after that really important um, financial services initiative, we thought we'd kind of change the tone up a little bit and have treat you to a little cheeky live behind the scenes behind the scenes us. that mint podcast can we just prove that it's live how are you feeling after the last hour and some of the minor technical difficulties that we experienced yeah, it's one of them things, my favorite bit was when <laughs> i went to <laughs> My favourite bit was when um, Nat said, oh, is there any surprises in that video? And I thought, oh, yes, the one where it wasn't that video. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was that. I enjoyed it. Um, also, please feel free to be impressed at a four-minute turnaround, which is outfit changes, a bar being created, and an audience ship turn. I am. I know, I know. I was like Naomi Campbell there. There was just like loads of guys just helping me get dressed and... I was all tall and thin and in the 90s, but you know, um, then it was just me, so it wasn't a thing. Um, so yes, exactly that. So today we are launching, get ready to be excited guys, Caesaries 2. Caesaries. Not season, because we're not Americans. Series 2 of That Mint Podcast. Chris Paul, who thought we'd get a second series? Oh, yeah. Interestingly quiet, which is amazing. Um, and I know the producers didn't because they're just still in shock. Um, but what we decided to do, so when we launched our podcast, it was all very much around um, bringing more people into finance, um, bringing it out to um, kind of outside of financial yeah, yeah. services, wasn't it? It was a big thing about that. Drinking wine. Drinking wine at work. Um, how else can we bring that into the day? Uh, that was helpful. Um, and we um, had this big mission to do that and we didn't know what we were doing. No. Nope. Let's be honest. So we just sat together, drank wine. Yep. In fact, the first episode was just on your sofa, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that was um, interesting. Um, <laughs> speaking of interesting, we've got a game, haven't we? We did. Um, too soon. Yes. <laughs> so we decided to do this and we didn't really know what we were doing. We kind of fluffed it for the first six months. But actually, it just went down really, really well. We've had thousands of downloads, loads of subscribers, lots of listeners, huge amount of feedback. And everybody just genuinely seemed to like it, which made us think, oh, no, no, we're going to have to do something. <laughs> we're going to have to actually do something a bit professional. To do it properly. Yeah, we'll have to do it properly. So today marks the end of series one. Um, the start of series two, in which we'll change it up a bit. Don't worry, it won't always be live. You won't have to get to see this. Um, but it will be more of a structured format. So actually, instead of us just rambling along about anything that comes to mind, yeah. generally is the way we've done it so far. There'll still it? be quite a lot of rambling. just feel like they'll be in pockets. Pockets of rambling. <laughs> um, so the new series will be a more of a magazine format. Yeah. So we're going to have an educational piece, um, an interview... Uh, probably a cheeky little game and yep. you know rambling <laughs> for want of a better word so i'd just like to ask everyone to too up. soon too soon i've got stuff oh. so i've got things i've got things to say and there'll I'm be some interruptions i imagine there'll be interruptions um so yeah exactly as joe said it has been amazing and it's been brilliant feedback we did start to think how do we look at kind of what we do in future and change it up and also as we mentioned in kind of the the bit that was before this for people who've only just joined us and um, it's a little bit of a behind the scenes so yes we won't normally have a video on us because it is an extra level of um, <laughs> but it's just yeah I think it's just nice to kind of see exactly what happens when we record a podcast um, but so there's a couple of things one is um, if you are following along and you want to join in the hashtag is that mint after party um, so feel free to pop onto Twitter, including you guys you're welcome to get on Twitter it's fine you know you can share share your friends Oh, right, honestly, and as well, <laughs> I've never seen the bar looking like this. It is unbelievable. Like, can this just stay like this forever? I feel like I'm in Hawaii. Okay. But colder. Um, and also, we've got for people who um, registered for the event, you would have either received in the in the real life post off the Royal Mail or the virtual post um, a drinking game. So have you all got yours? Um, we didn't realise that we are creatures of habit and say these don't count. Words like literally and... Potentially. <laughs> a lot. Potentially we're creatures of habit. Whatever. Um, here laughter, here numbers. Basically, if you've got the drinking game, I won't read the whole thing out, but there's rules and um, encouraging sensible drinking. Obviously, drink responsibly, yeah. um, gamble responsibly. You can drink water. I don't know, do whatever you do responsibly. Um, <laughs> but do but it. also, pirate jokes. 
Pirate joke. Yes. Yeah. Sorry in advance. <laughs> what do you have to do if there's a pirate joke? Finish your drink. Oh. 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 How deep are your glasses? Woo! Be sporadic with those, Joe. Right, now you can do your bit you were going to do. Um, I can't remember what it was. You're going to raise a toast. I was going to raise a toast to series two of That Mint Podcast. Hooray! Also, oh. potentially series two. Don't it, don't it, don't it. <laughs> um, so today, yeah, I'm really sorry for the lads, lads, lads. Um, so today we've got a bumper episode for you, um, just to give you a little bit of a taste of what it might be like. Um, we've got some listeners' questions, probably a bit of finance chat at some point. Don't put that over my script because I didn't know what it was. Um, and a cheeky little game, isn't it? So, you know. <laughs> what are we doing today? Yeah. What are we doing that? Isn't that your bit? Come I don't on. know. That's why I was trying to steal the script. We're organised as ever. Producers, so, is there a little bit that we're going into or do we just go no, into it? No, what we're going to talk about. Sowing the seeds. Sowing the seeds. Fears for fears. So we're going to be sowing the seeds <laughs> about what we've done previously and what's yet to come. So, talk a little bit about what's to come. Kathy is now going to regale you with what's been. What did we used to do? How, what, for those people who've never listened to our podcast before, what could they have been treated to? Some <laughs> script page too. I've, I've numbered it. Hang on. <laughs> I thought wow. there was a thing in between. I thought there was a one of those things. You'd think it's she not, hasn't been sorry. prepping for this since two o'clock. <laughs> so what is the po oh well? Uh, Joe's written on the script. The point of that podcast was to get drunk at work. So handy, good. Um, no, so the point of the right actually where that podcast originally came from. Joe and I did a webinar together, and it was a serious financial services webinar, and it was aimed at. I see all that. <laughs> as everything we do is they were aimed at financial advisors I can't remember the topic but basically we just enjoyed getting into something that was quite technical and without being overly dry about it and then kind of thought, okay can we do something with this we we both genuinely uh, jokes aside love working in finance um, and think it's a career for a lot of people and they wouldn't know it um, and kind of thought, okay what can we do with this how can we take it out there What's a lot of the stigma around finance? We went to the pub and asked people, what do you think of when you think of financial services? And it was just awful, wasn't it? It was such a... Oh, horrific. It was rip-off. I felt personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> she was personally attacked. <laughs> um, but it just showed that what we thought was out there as a stigma was a real thing. And um, also just what people... If people do think of finance, I think quite often they don't think of it at all. Mm -hmm. But when they do, there's kind of cliches. So... One of the things that we addressed was you don't have to just work, 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 work until you're 65 and then retire, or you don't necessarily buying a house and having a big mortgage isn't for everybody, whereas you might just kind of have that ingrained to think that that's a way. Um, we talked about the fact that getting financial advice and speaking to an advisor, you might just think, oh, that's for the rich and famous people, and actually it really, really isn't. Um, so it was just about trying to bring our lengthy experience in finance, yep. lengthier for some of us than others. Whoa! <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Don't you start laughing! I knew it! Was that one rigging on your edge? Of course it was! I just got a girl! Get log! Wow. Woo! Um, but taking wow. some of that with the fact that we're maybe not that serious, um, and then, yeah, hopefully turning it into a, a way of kind of getting financial services out there and I guess for the last six months as well, there has been quite a lot of education around it. We've tried to break mm -hmm. things down, the jargon stuff we've talked about. We have worked quite hard on, li yeah, literally educating, I guess. Yeah, we've done a lot of prayer. How many <laughs> guys? Oh, they're greater than they were when we started. They really are. Um, yeah, part of that is looking at things that are topical. So we did a couple of episodes on, you know, that weird little thing. It was like a weird virus that went around that was kind of, it wasn't a big thing. No, but, you know, no. a couple of people Not ringing any bells. And stuff. Yeah, no. um, so we did a couple of things like that. Um, and actually, funnily enough, um, giving the guy the, the wink, because he, he's not looking, producer Mark isn't looking, but... Um, recently, actually, we tried to keep on top of all of the current topical things and um, anything new that happens in finance, we'd like to think that we can look at it, decipher it, decode it, and just talk about it in normal terms. But funnily enough, no. you came to me the other day, didn't you? That was just like little magic music. <laughs> um, yes, so we were. We were in the office, um, definitely not skiving and drinking wine. Um, but there was quite a lot of, um, I guess, headlines around the change in pension ages. 
and it's just such a again a tricky concept for people to understand and we just thought it's happening right now let's just get on it let's film it let's you know talk this through and turn it into something that'd be useful for the podcast um, and also give ourselves a breather during the live show so that we can drink some more wine so <laughs> here's what we talked about then Talk to me about. Uh, well, this stuff in the news about the pension ages increasing. Now, this is something we knew about anyway because it's been tabled for at least the last mm-hmm. six years, but it's just been made legal, I think, and therefore yeah. it's absolutely all over in the headlines. And I just thought it was a good one for us to unpick as part of the podcast. I, I also worry that I think these headlines are very kind of basic information and they lead people a certain way. Literally, the headline here is um, it's a, been described as a kick in the teeth. Oh. Which feels very. <laughs> intense <laughs> quite intense yeah it's more like a kick in the wallet isn't it than a kick in the teeth it is what's mm, your thoughts on the increase if you know if all of the time that we were growing up and everybody knew about the pensions and it was always 67 it wouldn't be an issue I think it's a decent age yeah, yeah. it's the difference is that it used to be 60 that people are you know for women it used to be 60 and for men it used to be 65 and um, so there's two pension ages there's the state pension um, which has increased to 67 and your the age at which you can access your own personal pension has been confirmed that it's increasing to 57. A little bit what I disagree with, where they say people want to work longer, but I don't like it when, you know, the government will tell us what we want. Um, I want to work longer, but it doesn't mean that, you know, the person next door who works on digging roads all day wants to work a couple of extra years. But it is about having less people reliant on the state pension, because the truth of the matter is, is that potentially now and certainly in the future there will not be enough money to pay for everybody's state pensions. So actually... My theory is that they will just keep putting it back and putting it back and putting it back and saying, yes, you can have a state pension, but you'll have to be 90. Well, it's like <laughs> getting that you play with a dog, where you're, like, yeah, you're yeah. just like sliding it on the floor, just it after it. after it, yeah, exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, like livelihood. Yeah, actual life, yeah. And I think the thing with the, your personal pension, so that's one that's gone from 55 to 57, you're right, it's not old, and actually is that two years a huge difference? But for me, that's my personal pension. It's my money. Like, why? It's there's logic in saying right now I can't access it until I'm 55 because it's a way of making people save and then not getting excited and booking a trip to Vegas and spending it. But then don't keep moving it. Like that's yeah. my money. I, that's not something I'm getting from the government. And if I want to have 55, why why can't I have it? Yeah, but why 55? Then why can't you have it at 50? I thought it was Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the way because the increase kicks in from 2028. 20, mm-hmm. So if you were 47 right now in 2020, mm-hmm. then in eight years' time, in 2028, you'd be 55. Yes. So anybody who's 47 and over, they'll turn 55 before these changes happen. So 47-year-old and over aren't mm-hmm. affected, so you're safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, if you're under 47, you won't reach age 55 before these changes come in. Mm-hmm. So this literally impacts everybody aged um, under 47. And mortality now, compared to sort of 10, 20 years ago, is much, much longer. So if you're not mm-hmm. expected to die until you're in your late 80s and the government's paying you a state pension from 65, it's a longer, longer time. Whereas they'll keep pushing that back, in theory, in line with mortality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it as well. It's going to keep getting pushed back. Like these are already announced mm-hmm. in 2028. That it'll go to 57 and 67 respectively, but that's that's not the end of it, is it? There's no. already others penciled in to keep pushing it further back. It is, and it's not just, I guess, mortality. It's how we um, measure mortality as well. It's a it's a weird old thing anyway. It can depend on your postcode, can depend on your gender. You know, it's there's so many different variables on it. And I read a thing the other day which is talking about when we think about people in the Middle Ages and years and years ago, and we used to say mortality was a lot lower, it was because so many people died in childhood like when they were very young and they died um, you know because there's so many childhood illnesses but actually if you survived through childhood you actually lived about the same as what we do today Sorry. it's just that there was the so average. many children yeah. died the average was a lot lower so we assume yeah. now people died when they were 30 but yeah. it wasn't it was because they died either at one or at 60 and um, but I also did think that they died 
younger because I thought that was the theory around why marriages used to work better because if you got married like in your early 20s but you were going to die when you were 50 it was all right whereas if you get married in your early 20s and you're going to live until you're like 90 it's a long time with one person <laughs> it is a long time and I feel this might have some personal bearing that has nothing to do with the history and economics of the Middle Ages. Might have made some of it up. Also there was a lot more poison around so people probably just had it easier ways than divorce. Good part. <laughs> Cheaper. Cheaper. Could get arsenic everywhere. This is the local corner shop. So do you think rather than it being age related I wonder if there's something around if you have a certain amount of pension accumulated mm -hmm. the point of restricting access the government's logic I presume is to make sure people can accumulate so that they've got enough mm -hmm. money so that they can live on it and they're not dependent on the state when they retire so could it be almost like a means threshold rather than an age threshold and if you got to a certain level of savings and that was going to be sufficient to support you in retirement you can access it when you want but how do you quantify that yeah, what's so, right for one person <laughs> Do you think so? If you were, if you were in your thirties, whoa! Can't remember that far back. Would you be sat right now thinking, okay, the age I could access my pension has just moved back two years. I need to do something different. That affects my plans. It affects like when I thought I was going to retire. Or do you think people in the thirties or even forties are just there's still not that kind of linking their personal retirement mm -hmm. to this general change of I age. I think some people, certainly those who obtain financial advice, will have a very tangible goal and they'll know when they want to retire, yeah. how much they would need to retire, but for the majority of the population, they won't. It's just a kind of pipe dream of, yeah. I'll retire in my 60s. So those two years won't make a huge bit of difference unless you've really projected exactly how much you need and exactly when you want to retire. I think it's important to make the point that you would have to wait another couple of years to access your pension. That doesn't mean you'd have to wait another couple of years to retire. No. And I think that's a thing. So pensions are one source of income in retirement, but like absolutely there's other sources. So if you'd been saving into an ISA, mm -hmm. you could think, okay, well, I'll still retire at 55 and I'll just use my ISA for the first two years because there's no restrictions mm -hmm. on that. And then it'll be my pension after. So there's... So do you think theoretically, so for example, if someone was thinking, right, okay, well, I've been putting £500 into a pension, but instead I'm just going put to an put it into an ISA. Or if even a taxable, yeah, or even into a taxable one. So you don't have all the benefits that you get with a pension, which is that you get tax relief and you get an additional 20% from the government. But do you think then they would think, oh, well, actually, I'd rather just pay the tax now but have my have my funds when I want it? I think it comes down to the individual because, like I say, you'd need to know that you have that self-control to not just suddenly think, woohoo, and kind of go nuts. Mm. So I've always, I like a pension and I like investing in my pension because I like the tax relief and I like that you can't access it mm -hmm. and I like it just sitting there and it's kind of, it's very much a future port and there's no alternative. Mm -hmm. However, immediately, when it's moving the age, part of me just thinks, do I still want to keep putting money mm. into a pension? Like... Well, I, I, I do trust 60. myself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, how far are you going to keep moving it? And, you know, I'm, I'm younger than you. I've got a much longer time frame. <laughs> All that extra four years. <laughs> it could be a lot more... Like, literally that, what if they... And it's not unreasonable that that 57 could be moved to 60 mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden where I've gone, okay, whenever I do retire and I have pinned it to a pension, your pension and your retirement don't have to be fixed unless that is your only source of income mm -hmm. and then they are. So, actually... Yeah, it is. It's making me think, like, maybe I, I do focus more on an ISER and just, yeah. you know, have it in an account where I can't see the login details and I don't get tempted to go nuts. I'm not sure how many people are actually aware that when you've got a personal pension, a lot of the time you get the documents through from your insurance company, Viva, Royal London, Standard Life, and they'll say retirement age 65. And I've yeah, spoken true. to older relatives who think, oh, well, I can take that when I'm 65. Yeah. They don't even realise you could have taken it at 55. Yes, yeah. And then so now there's two years difference. They're really, it's just confusing for everybody because there's so much different information out there. I saw something on Twitter the other day about the information that pension companies send to people. And so part of it is it will have a default pension age in mm -hmm. it of normally 60 or 65, which, like I say, is irrelevant in terms of the law and when you actually can access your pension. It's just how mm -hmm. that plan was set up yeah. whenever. So people don't know that. And these same statements, there was images of them on Twitter, and even as somebody in finance, they're really hard to interpret. They don't mm -hmm. make a lot of sense. They factor in inflation. So one of them said something like, today your pension is worth £10,000. By the time you're 60, it could be worth £8,000. And yeah. it's just the way that they've built in inflation, the assumptions that they've used. But if you were Joe Bloggs sat at home and you've got this and you're suddenly going, hang on a minute, I, I can't access it until I'm 60 and it's just going down and down. What on earth yeah. is going on? People do get those kind of statements. We could help them. We could 
translate it, decipher it, obviously confidentially, but if they wanted to send us some jargon or some paperwork they've got from anything to do with finance, we can tell them what it really means in real terms. So what kind of do a future episode on it, actually have somebody's statement, remove yep. their name, um, and talk it through yep. exactly what it, what it means, like, and, this what it means. It. and then if you've got similar paperwork at home, you can kind mm-hmm. of follow along and then hopefully be able to use that to kind of understand your own stuff. Yep. How very altruistic of you, Jo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I know. I'm the Bob Geldof of finance. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, Cathy found that extremely interesting. Um, she absolutely loves pensions, you wouldn't believe. Um, for those of you guys who are playing the drinking game, sorry. Um, and I think I counted at least two um, incidents where Cathy, um, you know, picked on my age there. <laughs> but to be fair, I kind of ask for it when I start referencing medieval um, deferts. <laughs> so, you know, there is that. Um, I guess some of the points from that, what we'd like to pick up is there's, there's a lot of interesting financial things there, apart from, you know, divorce rates and how many kids die in the medieval times um, and where you can buy arsenic. Um, so pensions and ices are an interesting um, concept and it's something that comes up a lot in finance. Um, should you have a pension? Should you have an ISA? Should you buy property? Should you buy gold? or cryptocurrency and things and Cathy Hugh is definitely not laughing at pensions will probably um, have something to say on that matter. Oh thanks for that Jo. You're very um, welcome. I would have said until sorry Joe. yeah <laughs> yeah um, I was going to say looking back on that video it shows that we can be serious sometimes ironically um, and that there is genuine things that are happening out there that do impact on people and maybe they don't think it's impacting on them it's kind of where the age reference came in as to, you know, it feels like such a long time away. It doesn't, it, it's not kind of something I need to worry about. And actually it really is. Um, but then right at the end of that, and it was a genuine kind of moment that I had where I thought, well, actually, should I keep paying into a pension? Like, is that the right thing? If there's going to be restrictions, if, um, if there's not a financial benefit to it, what's the reasons for doing it? And we were going to start trying to crunch some numbers around pensions and ISAs and if we put it into here and if we put it into there and how it would look. And rather save than put, pay off a mortgage. Exactly, All yeah. Of those yeah. So many, so many variables. variables. Yeah, it's literally that. There is so many. Um, and then Joe made the point, so I've got a frustration, which is I read the Sunday Times and they always ask, every week they have a section where they ask a... Poindexter. Celebr- <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. Nerd! <laughs> Go and sit with the dev team, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> Yell nerd at me. Um, I do like it. It does have finance stuff in it. And they ask a question every week, which is, which is better for retirement, pension or property? And it drives them up the wall. It's not a logical question. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and that was one of the things that we were talking about, was actually that debate got into, is it pension or ISA, which is a much more nuanced but therefore actual something that you would come across day-to-day debate and I think it just shows how even we're sat here with 110 years finance experience between us I'm sorry it's too easy easy. (laughs) even with all that experience between us (laughs) there isn't a way of keeping your prompt cards on the sofa (laughs) Um, and there isn't a way there isn't a single right answer and I guess that's kind of the main point with finance isn't it there's pros and cons and there is what we've said before so many variables and it is and i know this sounds like an advert but we're not completely biased it just shows the benefit of having good financial planning and financial advice and the difference it can make it's literally hundreds of thousands of pounds um when we talked about in our very very first episode um we actually did crunch the numbers because we hadn't been drinking wine and you could keep all the prompt cards um (laughs) those two things are not related they sound like they are but they're not Um, we'll see answer on a slide off um we did look at that and honestly the difference it can make from just the additional saving of like a tenner a week um how you save it and what you do with your cash um could be the difference between being a bum or a millionaire it's probably not that no it's quite extreme yeah Yeah, it was quite extreme yeah could not be a bum it's probably the difference between me or kathy (laughs) (laughs) it's counting our darlings Um, but it is it's huge and I think what we try to do is just take away that kind of what you said before the stigma the fear the unknown of it all and actually um what can the difference make what I like to do um because I am not old um is be 
on trend and look at all of the <laughs> on trend. I'm on trend. Is that not a thing? Is that not what the kids say? What do the kids say? Oh yeah, I'm on trend. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, guys, I'm on trend. <sighs> do you remember when I was talking about the medieval times? That was like just more my style. Um, but I do like to try and keep on top of the thing with finance is that it changes all the time. If you're not in there, you have no idea. And I'm sure you think the same. You know, if you're in the engineering trade, that'll change. And we don't know what's different in bridges. Um, if you're in <laughs> supermarkets, I don't know what's different in lemons. Um, <laughs> literally, I don't know. But finance changes so much. And um, so what we try to do is, you know, keep on top of it, which is why we start talking about the pension aid, because it was really, really current, wasn't it? It was. You know, two and a half hours ago when we started discussing it. <laughs> oh. So anyway, Joe, did you get a new will? What? My point was, um, what she jumped ahead to was that with financial services, a lot of people will think, oh, you know, I need to have a will. Um, I need to do something and I'll need a professional to help me with it. And in um, one of our episodes, that's literally what happened. We had that discussion. Joe didn't have a will. We wrote one down. On the basis that until you got an official one done, that was your legal will. So my point yeah, is, have you got like a will? Have you have you usurped it or why am I still entitled to all of your shoes and wine? Oh, I'm sorry kids, you've got a new mama. Most countries' currencies are linked to the gold standard. If Joe or Cathy competed in the Olympic Games, who would win gold and in what sport? Ooh, what's the one where you do all of the different... Is it like... Not triathlon um i would say um joe would win a gold medal in talking rubbish <laughs> joe in uh javelin <laughs> i just think that she could probably just she could probably just throw a javelin really far so yeah what's it called the one where you do like three things what's that called is it a triathlon no what's the thing in olympics when you do like the javelin, the hammer, and the whatever is um, drinking wine a sport. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's definitely in gold for that. Like I'm genuinely asking because I can't think what to call. Don't what what did um, the runner lady do? Decathlon. Is yeah. that in the Olympics? Yeah. Right. Okay. Can I start again? <laughs> so no, you don't think Kathy is like. Able to just be so competitive that she'd just win something? Um, I think she'll be so competitive, she'll probably try to sabotage Joe from winning. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think Kathy would do a decathlon because she's always got so much going on and she wants to win everything. Hey, right, I just get really excited when the, the producer goes like, Go, <laughs> yeah, I know. right. Yeah, this. So this is our very professional setup for a game. So as Joe mentioned, definitely not a desk divider. Not desk dividers. Desks aren't falling apart down there like dominoes banging yep, around. Yeah, not a thing. So as Joe mentioned, there's a new format to that mental podcast. In the future, there will be games that are audio based. We thought we'd try and do something a bit visual, tying it in with finance. There's logic to all of this insanity. We haven't done a run through. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Will the point. Be interesting. And the point, of it, the point of it is to discuss inflation. Woo! Exciting topics! Woo! Inflation! inflation. Woo! <laughs> um, Not as excited as they were over pensions. Which, <laughs> which is measured by a basket of goods. So, Joel, would you like to explain what a basket of goods is or CPI? No. <laughs> um, so, you might have heard CPI, Consumer Price Index. It's basically where the government looks at how much you paid for a group of things, a basket of goods. Imagine a supermarket basket. Um, visual. Imagine a supermarket basket. Um, and in there is the products that you would buy, you know, your standard groceries, but also services that you would use. How much you paid for them last year and how much you pay for them this year. Yes. And the difference is how they gauge what the inflation is. So, you know, when people talk about shrinkflation and, oh my gosh, the price of Freddo's have gone up. It's exactly that. It's how much you paid last year and how much you paid this year for a range of services. Exactly. Which shows that inflation through the government is driven by the consumer and how much they're willing to pay for things. And so, oh, what's... do you remember when I was all serious for a minute there about inflation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that deserves a drink. <laughs> I don't so... think that was on the game. <laughs> So the point of it is what 
what goes in and out of the basket of goods each year very much reflects what's happening in society. So yes, it, it measures inflation, it's a nice technical thing, but actually it kind of impacts what's happening in the world, um, which is why we've got a 2019, a 2020, but also a lockdown. So actually what's happened to the basket of goods during lockdown? And if you think about the way that your spending habits would have changed, while you were in lockdown, you were stuck in the house and all you could do was try and buy flour or plaster. You couldn't get plaster, could you? Oh, no, Kim, do you remember when I got you some black market plaster? That was amazing. <laughs> and it was dodgy, I was to get some black. <laughs> Just in the back of my head. At least everyone was doing DIY. Like, well, so, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. So, so. <laughs> we haven't got all of the time to go through it. There's literally, in a normal year, hundreds of things in a basket of goods. Um, we haven't got hundreds. We've got a number of them. The aim with this is to say, was this item that we pull out the basket Ooh. of goods um, included in 2019 or was it still included during lockdown when the world changed and not a lot was included, hint. Um, right. And now that we're on the other side of lockdown and they've got a 2020 measure, is that included? So I'm going to pull a good out of I've the basket. I deliberately got a um, confused face because I had no idea about this game. I know, I know, so I brought in a basket from my four-year-old son this morning because, you know, um, we just growing up to so play kids games. Has anybody recently done an exam on inflation? Oh, <laughs> deafening silence. That was helpful. Oh, this is a good one to pull straight out. So, Jin, where would you put it? Do you think it was included in 2019, still included in lockdown, or is it a 2021? Lockdown. Definitely oh, <laughs> <laughs> I Absolutely. I've, I didn't even like Jin. I only took it up in lockdown through necessity. <laughs> <laughs> you mother's know, ruin. Mother's ruin, exactly. Before that. I take over looking at each other. It's all about the lockdown, Jane. So interestingly, wrong. No. Um, so Jane was new in in 2020. Pop it on your side, yeah, please. Because of lockdown. Um, it was added due to high consumer spending um, and because of the big variety in flavours. Interestingly, Copperberg gin. Um, I Copperberg gin? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, now you are. Oh, you're making the inflation. Um, I think gin is making a big comeback. And because I'm just so contrary, I've gone on to whiskey. Because everybody likes gin now. Oh, so yeah. I've decided to go on to whiskey. You don't like to be a sheep, do you? No, like no. Some. I just like to be awkward. Um, right, you might not think of it as an item, but actually bank overdraft charges. So again, the point of a basket of goods is what Can people spend... Can we talk spend... about gin again? <laughs> what are people spending money on? So what do you think about bank overdraft charges? Well, it's got to be a lockdown thing, hasn't it? People are losing jobs. Oh, it's almost like somebody needs a vision or a mission for it. I mean... Oh, he looks depressed, doesn't he? I feel he? like you shouldn't work in finance because you're wrong again. So... <laughs> It's a 2019 one and it's been dropped since. I'll never be able to afford gym when I'm made redundant. Wonder how much more charges I have on my bank overdraft. So international regulations mean that interest payments and interest-like charges have to be excluded, so they've all been dropped. Don't snore at inflation. <laughs> Sorry. You pick one. Okay. Ooh, a car battery! <laughs> <laughs> car battery, let me think. Um, oh, 2019? It is 2019, you can keep your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> good job because I couldn't get to work. <laughs> um, environmental stuff, people are caring more about the environment and actually that was a big expense back then. So mm. literally the government are going, people are spending less on it because they're going for electric cars. Interesting. Pointing I mean, at you because you're going down that route. Um, oh, and therefore, it's it. not reflective of 2020 in the basket of goods. We'll do one more. Oh, I hope. Is lockdown just going to be paracetamol? <laughs> <gasps> toilet paper. Is it going to be toilet paper? <laughs> I want to see if toilet paper was on there. Restaurant cup of tea? <laughs> eh? Who's yeah. going to a, cup, a restaurant for a cup of tea? I'm going to assume like a Costa. Like a Costa, yeah. Other ones are available. <laughs> but also, yeah, for coffee. Yeah. I mean, anyone can make oh, a cup yeah. of tea. Oh, are you a milk first person? You know I am. It's oh. the only way. You're lame. Um, so, I don't know, 2020 costs people are nuts now. Yes, um, because apparently... Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> because reasons. I mean, like the reasons are wrong because it says they appeared due, due to stockpiling, but who's stockpiling restaurant cups of tea? Boston <laughs> Tea Party! Let's do one more and assume that maybe something wasn't accurate. Ooh, leg of lamb, frozen. Oh. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let us have a think about whether this... Oh, interesting. Is that an Australian flag? Oh, go on, Squinty. New Zealand, isn't it? Anyway, leg of lamb frozen. I guess frozen food's probably a lockdown thing, isn't it? When everybody starts stockpiling and end times. Um, 
stop mm. taking things off my locks. <laughs> you were right with pointing out New Zealand. It's the environment again. Oh, I didn't point out New Zealand because I didn't know flags. I thought it was Australia. Oh, you were right in pointing out a country. Um, Travelling environment. I actually thought it was the EU first, but I didn't want to look stupid. <laughs> well done on avoiding that little trap. Welcome. Um, right, so the point of that was to show just how different, when you're measuring inflation, it's what's representative of the UK and how people are spending at that time and how much it can vary. There is a lot more. We're running out of time. Um, is there anything interesting? <laughs> Kathy, is there anything interesting that was in the lockdown pile that you might have on your notes that I don't have? <laughs> No? No, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I think imagine. she's interesting because nobody's drinking. <laughs> no, that was last time, Jane. That was a... We've talked wheels, Jane, man. Come on. Um, I think we're just rolling, rolling VT. So figuring out the right pension scheme is confusing and a little bit terrifying. If you had to spend the night in a haunted house, would you rather have Joe or Kathy for protection? Oh, Kathy. I'm going to go with Joel, and I, I think agree. this is because I'm pretty sure Kathy's terrified of spiders. So if we're in a haunted house, I'm pretty sure there'd be big spiders in there. Because she'll like fight all the ghosts away. <laughs> um, I think Joel, because she's from Camden. What's the reputation of Camden? I feel like it's a brain of a brown thing. Like, I feel like. Joe would be good to knock the ghosts out, but Kathy would be smart and find like a secret route. Kathy <laughs> oh and Joe are both experts in all things finance and investment. So if you received a £10,000 windfall, whose fashion line would you invest in? Um, I would invest in Kathy's fashion line. Um, probably Kathy. Kathy, I think. Yeah. Why Kathy? Um, because she always wears nice floaty skirts. <laughs> Sorry Jo, it's definitely Kathy on this one. She always wears nice skirts. Oh, 100% Kathy. She was just wearing a skirt the other day, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> what was so special about this skirt? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it was amazing, it was a shape, it was just so elegant. <laughs> I just think variations of different styles she can pull off. Poor Chow. <laughs> no one's in Oh no. Go. Uh, are we ready? <laughs> Amazing. Live TV. Um, one of the things we really, really enjoy, and it isn't, you know, you know, really, really quickly moving um, desk dividers. Um, one of the things we really enjoy about the podcast is the interaction. So things on our Twitter and our inbox and when people get in touch to talk about real life things. So one of the things that we did do um, recently um, when we were in the office, uh, pre-recorded, FII, um, probably more professional than this, was we looked at some listeners' questions. So get ready for it. Roll VT. <laughs> Hey. Oh, I got that. I have. Can't drink it. Oh. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Questions are. Ready? Yes. Quick fire. Do you want to go first? Right. Well, I, I'll pick it out first so you can answer it. All right, okay. 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 Oh, if you had £300 a month to save and your emergency fund was complete, okay. what would you do? Would you overpay on your mortgage, overpay or put extra into your pension, or put it into a medium term savings account? Uh, or is there a D, an option D? Personally, for me, medium term savings account. My pension's already been paid, I've already got my ISA. Um, mortgages are just such low interest rates that, um, and such a long term thing, um, I've got no issue with just leaving my mortgages run as it is. I change it every couple of years. So, yeah, for me, medium term savings. Okay. I think. What about you? I don't think that's how it works. Come on, quick right. fire. Next. Oh, big question. Oh, give me the glass of hot. Oh, no, I'm just being ridiculous. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Madam Diva here. <laughs> Do you want to hold the glass? Candy, yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> so we're going to pick this one. Oh, gosh. This is a long one. Growing up, there was always a myth that getting things on tick or credit cards should be avoided at all costs. Um, it's still very much ingrained in me, says the question person. Do you think it could be used well as a way of managing money or disposable income in a certain period of time? Oh, I mean, lots of questions, isn't it? Paragraph. How so do you feel on... Oh, well, I was going to say right at the tick. beginning where it says it was ingrained in me that that was a bad thing. Mine was the opposite experience. It was like, oh, there's more tick available. <laughs> Free sofa for everyone. Um, what kind of stuff did you have on tick when you were a kid? Literally everything. Um, I think my school uniform was on tick at one point. Um, definitely like the sofas, TV where you put your pound coins in the back. Um, so do you think there's a place for it in the world? Um, I think the problem with tick isn't tick being just stuff on kind of short-term credit. I don't think that is necessarily a problem because people haven't always got the ability to pre-save up. The problem with it is that they're available to people with lower credit ratings and they charge them ridiculous interest rates and that's the difficulty. So I think credit cards have a place but it comes back down to... Um, it's boring, but the sensible behaviours, like not just overspending, not just getting a pair of gold trousers. <laughs> so yeah, it's got a place. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, you're trying to hold the glass. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm uh, into glass holding. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> what one thing would you change about your money situation? Oh, I'd have more of it. <laughs> Yeah. I would like more wishes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's not even just about having more money, it's about having the disposable income. I think the position I'm at in life now is not a bad one, um, but I do have you know, children coming up to university age and an older one still living at home and my husband starting a new job. And coming out of the COVID lockdown where I've spent thousands on the house and eradicated my savings is a funny time at the minute. So. I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd like to rebuild back up my savings at the minute. That's where I'm at personally. Yeah. But out of interest, you just moved into a house. What would you do differently? <laughs> I mean, the last 20 years of my life, to be honest. <laughs> Come <Ex>. on. <laughs> no. no. I'm just giving you it to hold because you're such a can't diva. Can't hold. Right, okay. Oh, this is interesting. Should money be taught in schools? Yes. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though, you know how kind of, um, it's something you can teach without all of these, like I didn't do well at cookery because I was very much the person who said on the morning, oh I need I need all of these ingredients, yeah. <laughs> have you got any My baking soda? My mum was there trying to get them on tick. <laughs> 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 so yeah, give me five cents a week for the flour. <laughs> get them in a little baggie and then you take them out to school, that's a different, uh, completely different conversation isn't it? Um, my question is, why is there no wine in that wine glass? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a budget? Um, yes, I do. I do try to stick to it as well. I have a, a loose budget because I do all of the family shopping and um, you know I get all of the bills and if there's any unknown commodities, so for example, when we have to pull out for school uniform things, I pay for all of that. My husband has got a very specific pocket money budget that I give him which is 500 quid a month and that's all he's allowed <laughs> the Iron Man mouse that you just bought oh, him I bought him that was a you bought out your budget yeah. that's nice of you it was it was it was non-essential <laughs> spending <laughs> I do allow, so I have obviously my I've got like a kind of a spurious let's go out and get drunk budget um, do you not have a budget? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the last one. Let's go and get drunk budget 100% of my savings <laughs> all of the budget um, Oh, no, I'm picking it. Give me a oh, I'm asking you a question. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's Why is there still no wine in the wine glass? <laughs> if you had the money to pay off a student loan, would you? Um, and is it a good idea to take a student loan? Even if, even if you don't need it, what if you could invest it? So, interestingly, I have paid off my student loan. Um, and I don't know why, because it's not something that sits on your credit record, but it was just like a personal ambition that before I got there. into like pension savings and stuff, I wanted my student loan cleared. Mm. Um, but no, I wouldn't take one out just to invest. When I, in the olden days, took one out, the interest rates on them were next to nothing. Um, but that's not the case now. And, and actually, I don't think that sort of leveraging is it's wise anyway. It's kind of, would you, if you had loads of equity in your house, would you take out an extra mortgage to then invest it elsewhere? You know, exactly that, that yeah. Thing, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Just it's because just, it's cheap to borrow yeah. doesn't mean you should. Should. Yeah. If you don't need the money, don't borrow. 
I don't know about with the glass. Is it you? Is it me? I'm really just nervous in case there's a question I don't know the answer to. <gasps> Please don't let it be this one. What is the square root of? Twelve. <laughs> Why are many in society more inclined to believe or take financial advice from a man in the pub than from an actual financial advisor? I think it's just a trust thing, isn't it? You know, you believe what your friends say or people who you know just because you don't think they'll lead you wrong. All you ever hear about financial services is the bad press and somebody you don't know. And actually, there's so much kind of negativity out there that there's a very big conception of financial services and them trying to take your money. So there's just such mistrust there that people aren't going to trust it's them. It's such an oxymoron, though, because you do trust your friends because they're your friends, but they don't know anything. And it is literally <laughs> the blind leading the blind. Like. It is. My turn, get off. Yeah, <laughs> my turn, my turn, my turn. <laughs> right, let's do one more before okay. we genuinely go and get the wine. All right, fair enough. Um, oh, what are you? Doozy. <laughs> doozy. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Black Friday? Oh. Oh. I am so against <laughs> consumerism. I just think it's ridiculous. And I'm one of those people who are annoying and buy my um, Christmas presents earlier in the year because I think for things that I buy for the kids or PlayStation or something like that, they increase the prices so much up towards Christmas. If you buy something in December compared to when you buy it in September, right. the difference is, you know. Really? Yeah, there's a difference in cost. Okay. Just in that run up to Christmas, there is it's always more expensive. So say something was normally 150 quid, it might be 200 quid throughout October, and then on Black Friday, it's 150 quid. And everyone's uh -huh. like, oh my God, yeah, it's 150 quid, look how much I've saved, because last week it was 200 quid. Uh -huh. But actually, it's always been 150. It's just that false economy, and I think they change the value so much so over the year to confuse people. So you don't use Black Friday to go and buy a pair of trousers that you don't like and doesn't fit, but has 95% off? No, oh. um, absolutely not. But I, I do definitely don't have a wardrobe full of that Absolutely love. Black Eye Friday, which is a northern tradition of going out before Christmas, which I'm all for. I'm all for. And I've got a budget for. <laughs> Black Eye Friday budget. <laughs> it's quite high. Um, do you know five, what? Four, three, two, one, How much did we enjoy watching that back? How much did, did we forget? Um, I mean, that's not the way it works. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. How many wishes would you like? <laughs> well, yeah, um, we did enjoy doing those questions. We thought we would take a little risk and do a couple more live and I haven't I have absolutely no idea what's in here the risk. It is those a people risk. who are in finance know about risk there is no capacity for loss here <laughs> there's no capacity for loss oh, um, but also that, hope you're all paying attention because you're getting involved um, oh my god I hope one of them is what's your favourite pirate joke <gasps> Whoa! A, drink, and B, what's your favourite pirate joke really? yeah it's not is it? it's something no. about um, what, what is your favourite pirate joke? Did you read your pirate joke on my card? No. <laughs> Why do pirates bury their treasure 18 inches deep? <laughs> because booty is only shin deep. <laughs> oh is there a VT oh, no. to all? Is there a VT? No, no, there isn't. I've got another one. Actually, oh. was it two? Um, <laughs> right, okay, answer this seriously. <clears throat> what is a pirate's favourite letter of the alphabet? Has to be R. No, it be the C. <laughs> I think the question of should I be putting additional contributions into my bank gym well, lowers that tone whatsoever. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so interestingly, um, if you were a pirate, how much of your monthly income should you save? Genuinely, how much of your monthly income should you save? Up into the floor. Oh, I, I feel like 20. 20 yeah. Bit of a puck, isn't it? Yeah, it depends on what you earn, doesn't it? If you're on like a YTS and you only get 30 quid a week, is that still a thing? You know, 20% is like six quid. Ooh, can't do that. It's nuts. Do I need protection? <laughs> For me, if you don't stop with the chew about this isn't a question. <laughs> and, you know, she's got a date on Saturday, so there's that. Sure. Oh. Right, anyway, so... All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. Um, that is it. That? Is that, that live? Is it for that min podcast? Is it live? This is not Can you we... cut that? Jo, jo, jo. No. Is it... um, so that is it for that min podcast. We think we've had enough? Yep, yeah. go on. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? When we do our podcast 
episodes normally there may be sort of 30 to 40 minutes of podcasting but it's probably about three to four hours of recording and that's how much nonsense they have to cut out so if you feel like it's a little bit mm, tonight it's nothing like it's, it's absolutely nothing compared to what we normally you do know, we're all about self-development and i appreciate it's mostly me um so, on that note yeah um just uh you know we're getting oh we're right on time bang on um so just a few thank yous so our usual credits i'd like to thank you for watching this time or listening um thank you to the art of finance who's our sponsor thank you very much um huge huge thanks to our marketing team who we literally couldn't do without and we have actually physically broken today so we have and um, i'm just gonna say sam was literally working until quarter to two this morning um and actually as i was talking to her earlier uh, think came up on the phone saying make an appointment at the doctor so <laughs> sorry sam separate things separate um, things, but thank you sam thank you. oh massive 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 thanks to mark and glenn at second draft um yeah i know they messed up that video it's all right don't worry lads um, and the visuals for a bit but it's literally fine. done everything oh today God. i mean feel free oh that's a rude gesture there's money for that um and Thank you to those amazing vineyards who bring us the wine. Um, couldn't do it without you guys. Without you couldn't guys. do it without you. Absolutely not. Um, Can we do the review? If you listen to the podcast, if you've okay. listened to it in the past or you've watched this and you're about to listen to it because we haven't terrified you too much, if you can, rate, review, subscribe. We've got a mailing list. We send outtakes and particularly inappropriate bits to people that run the mailing list and aren't easily offended. So feel free to sign up to that as well. I would like to say that if only a small amount of people who have watched this tonight um, even subscribe, then 3.14% are pirates. <laughs> <laughs> is that fact? Is it? Pirates. Pi. 3.14. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, cheers, guys. Roll Thank you. <laughs>